Walking Out Your Faith Podcast, Episode 4. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for medical or mental health advice. Individuals are advised to seek independent medical advice, counseling, and or therapy from a healthcare professional with respect to any medical condition, mental health issue, or health inquiry, including matters discussed on this podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Walking Out Your Faith podcast. Let's start in prayer. Father God, please be present with us today, and we ask that the Holy Spirit guide us and um, help us understand you and be closer to you. And Father, your word says, when two or more are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst of them. We ask, Father God, Jesus Christ, that you be in the midst of us today, and thank you for bringing us together. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. So be it. When I was a little girl, about four years old, I found a large round mirror hidden hidden away in the back corner of the bedroom in my house. It was stuffed in boxes and kind of put to the side out of the way. And I remember vividly to this day when I picked it up, it was oval and it had gold all around it with beautiful engravings. It looked like something that came from a royal palace. It was about the size of me at the time. It probably only cost a few dollars, but to me, it looked like it was meant for a princess. And for some reason, I decided to lay on the floor and hold the mirror above me so that I was scooting around and it looked like I was walking on the ceiling. This was strangely calming to me, and I would spend what seemed like hours doing this, seeing the world through these new eyes, where the world looked like it had turned upside down, and it was just great fun. I would pretend that I was walking on the ceiling, and I could see the world in a way that nobody else could. My mother would wonder what I was doing, but she still allowed me to explore as much as I wanted, and she never took the mirror away. In this upside-down world I was in, everything seemed new and different. It was above the world that I was currently in, and this somehow felt more comfortable to me. I kept trying to look up to understand more about what this new world was above me but it seemed just beyond my reach, like it was a special and secret place that I couldn't quite get to. Years later, I came across a a scripture verse in 1 Corinthians 13, which is my favorite chapter of the Bible. And it says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face will I know in part, but then shall I know 
even as also I am known. And I immediately thought of that gold mirror as a child, where I was trying to see through that glass darkly and above into the light. When I looked up the meaning, to see through a glass, a mirror darkly, is to have an obscure or imperfect vision of reality. So really, in my own childlike way, I was seeing God from above and trying to find a window to heaven. And I guess, you know, we still are, in a sense, doing that in our own way. And the word glass, when you look it up in the Greek Strong's Concordance, actually means mirror and darkly means obscured or enigma. What this makes me think about is one day, based on this verse, those who are called and chosen by God, those who are his children, will be able to stand with him face to face without being obscured by this veil that we find ourselves behind, where we're seeing through the glass darkly. And one day we'll meet him face to face, where his full presence and glory will finally be revealed to us. I find great comfort in this verse today, because it also implies that in the present tense for us, that even though we can see out, like we're seeing through a glass darkly, like there's an obscure mirror or glass that we just can't quite see clearly through. We are seen clearly by him on the other side, and we are already known by Father God on the other side. And I'm going to read the, um, the whole chapter, but I'm reading the King James Version, but I'm going to change one of the words. Instead of charity, I'm going to replace it with love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 starts, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, And though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity but rejoiceth in the truth, bearest all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a woman, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly. 
but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. The verse 12 that says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. When I came across that, I immediately thought about that mirror. It made me think about how God and heaven above is just right there. They're, they're almost there. We can almost touch it, almost see it. And it's like when we have that glimpse of God, we're seeing through a glass darkly. But one day we will encounter him face to face. We only know a small part or have a certain vantage point now. And when I looked it up, to see through a glass or a mirror darkly, that's to have an obscure or an imperfect vision of reality. Okay. And this verse, um, you know, it reminds me of seeking God, seeking God above and trying to find that window to heaven that I somehow, I think I was looking for as a child. And when you look up the word glass in the Greek, uh, it actually means mirror and darkly means obscured or an enigma. So one day, based on this verse, those who are called and chosen by God, those of us who are his children, will be able to stand with him face to face without being obscured by this veil that we find ourselves behind. Just like we're looking through that mirror darkly. And one day we will be with him face to face where his full presence will finally be revealed to us. I mean, what an amazing thing, right? I find great comfort in that verse because it implies in the present tense that even though we see out as though through a glass darkly, we are already known by him on the other side. He can see us. We just can't see him clearly yet. Okay. So for those of you who are seeking, for those of you who don't always feel God's presence or don't feel close to God, like we all do sometimes. I know I have days where I feel connected and I, I just feel his presence close. And then many other days, I'm like, God, where are you? I need you. And I feel that that glass is, is much darker and, and much, you know, his, his presence is much more obscured. But just know that he's there. He's right there on the other side. We're just seeing through this cloudy lens right now. Okay, we're, we're in this place and we're working our way to meeting him face to face. So in a sense, I'm still holding that mirror up and looking upward, you know, trying to just get that glimpse, trying to understand and know what it's like on the other side. 
And God promises us that we will see him face to face. And, you know, we have to do our part and uh, obey him and, and know that Jesus Christ is God. Um, but he's there for us. And that's a pretty awesome thing to, to know. And it helps me to feel safe. One of the things I think about with a mirror as well is that um, we are all imperfect. It's like taking that mirror and having lots of broken pieces. Now this comes, we weren't born this way. We, we were born actually with mirrors that were perfectly intact when we were first born. Okay, but boy, did that change. You know, the world and things that happen to us and hurts and, and events that happen to us in our life, they wound us. They, they're like, they, it's like they create um, just fractures in that mirror or that glass. So by the time, you know, we, we move through life, okay, and as we get older and, um, you know, we, we experience life and all of its trials and tribulations, we may have many, many cracks in our mirror. And there is a type of Japanese art, it's called kintsugi, that actually takes um, a piece of pottery, let's say a plate, and the artist will purposefully break it and then work on repairing or mending the broken shards, the broken parts, and putting it back together. And what they do is they take this um, combination of what is in part powdered gold and they reinforce all the parts of the this plate for example and it's the parts come back together with with gold all through it and all around it reinforcing it and making it stronger and actually even more beautiful than when it when it first started you know, without any breaks. I like to think about this as a metaphor for ourselves and our lives because it is part of living in the world to have brokenness or at least to feel broken um, as we walk about in the world. Now, Jesus Christ is our healer, okay? We are whole through him. And we're actually not really broken at all. There's that inner part of ourselves and our true natures, our soul, that is intact, that is whole. But it often gets hard to, we, we often lose touch with that part. Sometimes that's called the inner child. But it's really that deepest, most connected part of us, a sort of our true, authentic natures. 
that's connected to God. And you can also think about it, things like, you know, kind of like layers of an onion. As we move through life, we keep, um, you know, creating more and more layers. Some people call it masks, more and more masks that you show the world that are removed from your true authentic nature. But I like this notion of the Japanese kintsugi art because it shows that there's beauty out of those broken parts of ourselves. And I think of God as that goal that reinforces everything. So if we ask Jesus Christ for healing, and if we really work on ourselves in various ways through not bypassing things, but really going right through it, you can't bypass this deep inner healing work. There's no shortcuts. But with God's help, And with God's love and guidance, he can, piece by piece, reinforce things, reinforce the parts of ourselves that are hurt, and put us back together again to make us something even more beautiful than when we started. Okay, That's the part of the beauty of living in the world and going through this life, that the struggles that we go through and the wounds that we, that we get as a consequence of that can actually, at, at the end of the day, build us up to, to be something kind of greater than the sum of its parts. You take those parts and you put it together and it makes something amazing. I like to call it being perfectly imperfect. There is no perfection there's only real. And the more we can be our authentic, real selves, the better off we will be in many ways. Okay. And the closer we'll be to God. Because God loves our true self. He's who created us. That's how we started. Some of the layers and some of the pieces that, that kind of become shards and get broken or hurt, it almost creates fractured or false parts of ourself. Either some people wall off and don't show those parts to the world or mask parts of themselves to appear a certain way. And um, a lot of this is done unconsciously. We don't, maybe, you know, we don't necessarily do that to on purpose, but the more we can recognize that we are doing that, and we all do it, the better off we'll be, because we can ask God for healing of those parts of ourselves that need to be what I call integrated. We need healing and integration. So just like in the Japanese kintsugi, where those fractured parts, they're all still there, They're just disconnected. And the gold comes in and reinforces it and just creates this beautiful work of art. And and that's what we are. And it's kind of like mastering the art of being ourselves, being our true self. 
Because the more we can do that, it's kind of ironic. If you turn inward and work on those parts of yourself that maybe are hidden, that need to be integrated, that need to be healed, and work with and have relationship with God and kind of he'll help mend those parts over time. When we do that, we ironically can show up in the world more authentically and being our true self and actually at at the end of the day being less self-focused and more God-focused, which is what we want. So that helps us die to self and be really be a servant, um, have a servant's heart to follow God's will for our lives. Because you notice, I, I don't know about you, but when I'm hurting, when I'm sad, when I'm um, just really struggling, it, it, it's human nature to tend to be more self-focused at those times. And it's not that emo- emotions are are not bad or good, they just are. And they actually are signals to us that we need to work on something. Some part of ourselves that maybe needs to get work or something that needs to get worked through or a relationship with someone else that needs to get worked through, for example. But the more we can do that and follow that process and just kind of peel back those layers, ironically, the less we will be self-focused and it'll allow us to show up in the world the way God intends us to, which is to not be self-led. And, you know, you hear a lot about self-help and me, me, me. No, he, he really, the Bible tells us to die to self. And this process, that going inward, working on things with God's help, or with a Christian life coach, for example, or, you know, between you and God, that process of healing and doing that, that restoration, it will help you return more to your true nature, which is not actually self-focused. It is focused on God. It's focused on that which is above. And you'll get back in balance and get aligned with him. So one of the things I seek to do you know, in this podcast is just to help as we walk out our faith together and figure out how to do this. And there's multiple, multiple aspects to it. We're really kind of accepting who we are and that we're all f- flawed and imperfect and encourage you to be perfectly imperfect. Okay, because that's our true nature. That's who we are. And show up that way. There's only one you. And God loves you for who you are. So it's kind of like uncharted territory. Part of my mission is to help help myself and, and us together really dive into that uncharted territory of our own inner selves for that deep inner healing. And to, in order to come out again, with the help and the healing of Jesus Christ to reinforce and seal our broken parts with gold. So we do have to go in first 
deep within ourselves for a sort of recovery mission to find and recover that child, that inner self, who's authentically you and who Jesus Christ loves unconditionally. As you start this process of doing that, this will allow you to receive healing and accept yourself for who you really are, flaws and all, and ironically, allow you to step out of yourself to serve others in the world in God's name. God wants you to show up as you, not as someone else. So I want to leave you with a couple of verses because the word of God is powerful and is healing in and of itself. But I encourage you to just let those words kind of sink in and um, pray for meaning or understanding about how this might apply to you. So a couple of verses, Psalms 147, chapter 147, verse 3, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. So just like that Japanese uh, art, the kintsugi, Father God binds up our wounds. He puts all those broken, shard, fractured pieces back together. Um, not overnight necessarily. It's a process, but, but he's there to do that. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So Father God, Jesus Christ sacrificed himself for us so that we are healed by his stripes. So let him take on those burdens. Let him take on those struggles. And if you're not sure what to do, just ask him. Just ask for the healing. By whose stripes we are healed. And I'll leave you with one more. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Listen to that. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Father God is telling you to be perfectly imperfect. That is your strength. It's kind of like what you need in life. It it's really turns things on its head. The world tells you you have to be perfect. You have to be a certain way, anything but yourself. No, Father God says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. In other words, let go and give it up to God. He is our strength. He's got this. He's perfect. But we don't have to be. So with that, we pray, Father God, um, thank you for giving us this time together. It's just a brief message to help encourage and um, inspire others to be their perfectly imperfect selves. Father God, we know you love us all 
of our struggles, all of our flaws, all of our imperfections. And you are refining us as gold, Father. And um, help us, help us walk in our faith and help us to give our burdens to you. For we see through a glass darkly, but we will see you face to face, Father. And it'll be a glorious day. And Father God, Jesus Christ, we love you. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen. Thanks, everyone, and God bless you. This podcast is going to be so much fun, and I can't wait to get going. I don't want you to miss it. So please subscribe to the Walking Out Your Faith podcast right now. And please let your family and friends know about it too. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review, I'd really appreciate it because we can get help get the word out and help others join this community where we can focus on walking out our faith together. And don't forget, you can reach me to set up a free introductory discovery call for coaching or to be a guest on this podcast. Contact me at drtalentcoaching at gmail.com. That's drtalentcoaching at gmail.com. And that's talent with two L's. Or contact me on Facebook at Dr. Kathleen Talent. That's all for now. Thanks so much and looking forward to seeing you for another installment of the podcast next week. Blessings.